It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Sometimes you might accidentally like uh, sit on your phone, you have it in your pocket, and you know, like the the butt red button, whatever. And I had like a playlist of just different wrestling music I have. And it turns out it played Jay White's theme. And one of my old music teachers heard the music and was like, Who orchestrated that? And thought like Jay White's theme was some theme from like a movie or something. And I was like, No, it's a wrestling theme. And she really thought like it came off like a horror movie theme. I listened to it again. I'm like, Yeah. I guess it does. I guess. Then I looked at Jay White's music video, well, entrance video. He's got like a, a switchblade, and he's like cutting lines. It is kind of creepy. I never really paid attention to it, to be honest. I just kind of look at the wrestling, and I got to do that more. I, I, there's a, the whole symbolism of music videos. Like, that was, a, that was like a thing in the 90s, well, in the 80s too. Not so much these days. Are there even, are there even music videos t- today? I don't even think there are, really. That should be a thing. Somebody bring that back. More symbolism in videos. Anyway, today is August 16th, another episode of Unpopular. And as I'm talking, I just saw a school bus drop off kids. See, it's like 3 o'clock. Yeah, it's probably like elementary. You know when you know you're old? When you don't see a school bus come in your neighborhood anymore because that's how you know everybody grew up. It's really fucking depressing. Anyway, so uh, sunny. It was kind of raining for most of the day. And just going to be shooting the shit with JCD and KME in a bit. I'm just here biding time. But yeah, another episode of Unpopular and all that. If you want to give your opinions or just call in, join us. Number to call in is 347-205-9868. That is 347-205-9868. Now go ahead and bring John in. Hey, what's up, John? What's going on? What's up? What's up, dude? I'm just chilling. I think uh, KME is here, too. Let's see. Uh, Air code 310. Is this you, KME? Yeah, that's me. Oh, yeah. All right. Just checking to make sure you guys are doing all right. 
so uh, let's go ahead and do an ordered operations. Uh, uh, John, how's things going on your end today? How's things in New York? Good. How's the weather? Is it still being weird? The weather's nice. Weather's nice. I went to go see my orthopedic today. You talk about being old. You're old when you get told you got arthritis in your knees and you need a cortisone shot in your hip. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Jamie? Did your thing go well today? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, MRI, it was just um, just checking out, see what's going on. I have to get that done routinely. Mm-hmm. Yep, those, those follow-ups well, thanks. are fun. <laughs> well, thankfully, yeah. I'm, I'm not at the age of doctor checkups yet. I'll probably be there in another two years at the rate I'm going, though. So, well, uh, I, anyway, I at this least have a... taken to solace the fact that mine, thankfully, wasn't caused by old age at 42. It was caused because of my accident. So I'm not there as far as the old yet goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I got today's episode labeled the future of the industry and some other things of that nature. Uh, what's going on right now, well, can guys? We, can we kind listeners? of break something a little that I don't know if you saw that I posted in the Facebook uh, chat, Chris? Can we start with something that I think is considerable? Okay, uh, why don't you go ahead and start off with what and you I don't know. If, I, I don't think this is what Brian Alvarez meant with, with his tweet this morning. If he did, he's an idiot. But um, AAA, that show is out of the Madison Square Garden part of that building. Mm-hmm. It has been moved to the much smaller Hulu Theater. And that is... Not good. Um, there were reports that the ticket sales weren't good. Um, you know, forget about the, the you know the regular market. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I hear you. Okay. Okay. Um, now my phone just went like completely blank for a second, so I wasn't sure if I lost you. Um, forget about the secondary market. I was getting emails almost every two or three days from Ticketmaster um, about it, about, you know, offering, you know, oh, you know, don't miss out, blah, 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 blah. They're out of the garden. Right, park. right, because you're in the New York area. You you will get an email yeah. of that because you're yeah. in the New York area, right? Okay. Exactly, and it's an upcoming event. Um, they're in the Hulu Theater. To give the Hulu, to give the Hulu Theater any type of – it's kind of an arena. They don't even do concerts in the Hulu Theater. You know what they do in the Hulu Theater? Those kids shows. Mickey on Ice. Sesame Street Live. Um, Poor Patrol. That's what they do in the Hulu Theater. And According AAA, to what I'm looking at, the capacity is somewhere between 5,600. Yeah, that's about the capacity of it. And you got to remember, that's not with a ring, a stage, you know, anything like that. So you're probably looking closer to having about maybe 32 to 3,500 available, realistically, because that's also set up. That's a weird – I've been there. WCW actually ran a show there in, like, 93, and it's literally like – Picture it like a wrestling show at a gymnasium where they have, like, the stage. That was the entrance. 
and the ring was right in front of it. And then you had the seating. The way the, the Hulu theater works is it's not like a regular arena where the, the seating is pretty much 360 around or it's like a square. It's pretty much half of that. Just take one side of literally take an arena, cut it in half, and that's the Hulu theater. So, you know, you're going to have to do a ring. You're going to have to do a stage of some kind. I'm sure they want to have a stage of some kind. This is 3,500 feet. That's, that's rough. You know, they announced two matches today. One of the main events is going to be Tessa defending that Queen of Reigns, whatever it's called, title against Tyra Valkyrie. While that's great for AAA, the problem is we've seen that. Impact has done that, and the and the problem with Tessa, as hot as she is right now, and you would like to hope there's a payoff, her losing nonstop to Callahan is not doing her any favors. Admittedly, and a then, lot of folks don't really keep up with Impact, though, so that's not really an issue because I'm okay. not really All watching right. it. You, you wanna, yeah. All right, I, I, I can take that. Okay, that's fine. We can take Impact out of it. So you got Taya versus uh, Tessa. And then uh, it's Dr. Jack Wagner Jr. against somebody else's hair versus mask. Those are your two big ones. Um, I mean, I, I'm I know not too surprised to hear this news. I mean, Lucha—they're not—they're not on that level yet. There, definitely more people well, you, are aware of Lucha Libre, was, but not you know to the was, point where they can I do don't MSG. Blame them for trying. I don't blame them for trying. They announced that show pretty much right off the buzz of ROH New Japan getting into the garden. It was fresh. It yeah. was all WWE's losing MSG. So let's go. Let's 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 get into it. We we can we can do this too. We can only have 110 tickets left on StubHub, you know, which is an amazing number, 110. At by the time the show starts, we can do it too. And they they couldn't. Yeah, not just that, but, like, there's actual buzz about New Japan here in America. Like, a lot of American fans are aware of what's going on over there, and that's not the case for AAA, you know? No, see, that I'm going to disagree with you on. I'm going to be honest with you, okay? Because you've got Brooklyn, you've got the Bronx, you've got Uptown Manhattan. You've got enough, and I'm not generalizing, okay? But you've got enough of a Hispanic community that knows about AAA, okay? Oh, I'm and not talking about I that. Seen, I mean, I'm talking like yeah, fans across the like, world coming out to see it. There's fans across okay. the, the country of okay. the United States that will come yeah. to a New Japan show to see Okada, it's, Tanahashi, okay. That's Naito. Fine. I'll, take, I'll, yeah. I'll give you that. But you know what? Yeah. They should have been. They were to be fair. They were in the right place. They're in the right place to try to to have tried to have made this work. This wouldn't. And just to put this yeah. in perspective, I don't think this works in Long Island. Long Island's probably 45 minutes east of New York City, of Madison Square Garden, that NYCB arena where Raw was uh, a couple weeks ago after Extreme Rules. I don't think. I think it would have been stupid to go out there. You have to go to where your demographic is. So from that aspect, I get what they were going for, and I get for the fact that they were trying to, quote-unquote, strike while the iron was hot, 
But this right here shows you can't just go into MSG and because it's MSG, assume you're going to sell out. And again, not to harp on the New Japan Ring of Honor show, but let's be honest. A a good percentage of people who bought tickets to that show bought it for one of two reasons. It was WrestleMania weekend, and hey, fuck it, I'm going to be in New York anyway. Or two, I'm sure the elite guys will be there. And New Japan. A A lot of folks came there to see New Japan. They were the big draw of that show. Uh, I would put them third. No, they're first, dude. They were the big draw of the show. Uh, the New Japan logo was front and center. Okay, Ring of Honor was in the background. Hang on a second. Oh, no, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. Run that show a weekend in a regular, a Saturday night in June. With now, that was going to do good numbers regardless of what time of year it was, dude. It's New Japan. Dude. I don't know about that. I, New York, New I, Japan. You got to realize June. That's right next to Dominion. If anything, they would have did like a joint show, probably. You're really sleeping on like the reach of New Japan. A lot of fans just would have gone because it's New Japan. Ring of Honor was like the babysitter. So, oh yeah, Ring I of mean, Honor being WrestleMania usual, weekend helped. Ring of, Honor, Ring of Honor, as usual, was the bitch to New Japan. We've gone over this numerous times. You know, I mean, yeah. That's why that's why Nick Aldis wasn't on that show. I mean, we've gone over this before that, you know, New Japan is the, uh, you know, S&M dominant, you know, daddy to submissive little Miss ROH over there. I mean, we've gone over that. And unfortunately, Chris, and you've gone over this with me, the shows prove it. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Bully. You're great, but your ideas are... <laughs> really helping, you know. Hey, hey, hey. Sorry to hear that about AAA, though. Hey, 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 Christopher, you sit down and you enjoy this show like a good little fan, all right? (laughs) (laughs) What do you you think about all this, Kami? Do you really have an opinion about it? Are you surprised or not surprised? No, I'm not surprised. Uh, This is what I think. I do know with New Japan that any time they come to L.A., they do sell out. Um, and they sell out relatively fast, so I don't. I I I, I do think that there's some uh, truth to what um, you're saying, F. Um, as far as um, like uh, like what what, what was the gist of what you guys were saying? Because I I lost it in, in that you know, part tri- of the discussion. Triple A. We were just talking about how Triple A didn't sell enough for MSG, you know. That was really what oh, it was yeah, about. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's not that big of a, of a surprise, in my opinion. I don't think, like, Puerto Ricans and Mexicans are going to necessarily be... It, it, those are... They're similar markets, but they are two different markets, even though they're both Hispanic markets. Puerto Rico and Mexico are two different places, right? But um, I'm not that surprised. I do think that um, AAA um, is going to have to kind of grind out a little bit more in the United States. They'll probably have to come to the southwestern part of the United States a little bit more before they start mm-hmm. um, do you know going to places like MSG and um, you know, mark, mark, markets like that. I think I think they've got to 
crawl before they walk in the United States. I, I, now, with that said, I do think it is possible for them to uh, do well in MSG eventually, but as far as, like, you know, there's just way too many other exciting things in wrestling in the United States going on at the moment right now. Mm-hmm. And what can also but really help you is promotion. That's a long week, too, for MSG there. I mean, you've got Raw the 9th, SmackDown the 10th, and then AAA the 15th. You know, and, I'm, I'm and sorry. And what to me, in my opinion, what really can kind of help you. If I got in my pocket and all things are the same, I'm going to Raw. Or I'm going to SmackDown. I'm not going to AAA. I'm just saying, like, it was just a rough week. I don't know what was scheduled first. But it's it's a it's a rough week to be to be there as well. And and for me, what what they need to do is you know they need to do more joint alliances because that's a good way to introduce casuals to your product. As someone you know, because oh, I've only been following oh, New Japan oh, at this point for fuck the casuals. Remember? <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Hmm? As fuck someone, I've, casuals, I've only been so following we'll get, New Japan we'll for about. <laughs> four and a half years now and my real introduction like my first this this is really like how it started for me my real like introduction officially into new japan was two things when ring of honor was doing better during 2014 2015 like okada tanahashi and all those dudes would make appearances cameos and 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 new and ring of honor and i was like oh who are these dudes and it made me want to watch them more and surprisingly, as much shit as he gets, Jeff Jarrett. I remember when Jeff Jarrett was doing the whole Global Force thing when it first started, when he first announced it. And I remember he was made an honorary member of the Bullet Club when AJ was there. And mm-hmm. Jarrett actually set up for Matt Stryker and Jim Ross to do commentary, I believe, for Wrestle Kingdom 9. It was the first Wrestle Kingdom that had English commentary so it was actually through Jeff Jarrett, of all people, and the constant yep. New Japan cameos on Ring of Honor that me, a fan who wasn't familiar with New Japan, got introduced to them. So seeing matches like Kevin Steen versus Nakamura or Jay Lethal and Nakamura versus Tanahashi and Okada, whatever, like through those matches, I would be like, oh, who are these guys? And I would start watching them. And, you know, having a joint alliance can help you. AAA, they're just not there yet to do MSG by themselves. They're going to need to do any type of big venue. They're going to have to team up with another company like AAA and Impact or AAA and I'm just yeah. using this as an example. AAA and MLW, mm-hmm. like they're going to need to have some type of joint super show with other promotions to to to. They need to do that because pretty much everybody, the only lucha guys I really on, know. Everybody's sleeping on MLW. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. MLW is going to be like the next – MLW is going to be where Ring of Honor should be like in the next probably two, three years. Because right now at this moment, the only Lucha guys that I know, when I mean I know I know, I obviously know Pentagon. I know Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And I know them from Lucha Underground. And, of course, they did Impact Wrestling. But I right. know them. I know Mil Mortez. I know Cuerno, who's a part of NXT now, developmental, so that's cool. Yep. But outside of those four – I don't really know who's down there, what they're doing. And that's not me disrespecting them. It's because I don't see them. Because for me to see them, I have to check out AAA stuff. But 
if you make cameos, if you if you make alliances with other promotions and stuff, that's a good way to spread awareness of what's going on. Like for instance, I don't watch Impact Wrestling right now, but I know Michael Elgin's there. I know Elgin's there, and that could spread awareness. Oh, so if you don't watch, so like if you're one of those fans that didn't watch Ring of Honor or didn't watch New Japan, you may not be familiar with Elgin. You know, so I know who he is. You know, and, and you know guys like um. Something too about Elgin. Elgin has done an amazing 180 with his look, his physique. Like Elgin was just. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. He was just another husky guy with a mullet haircut. Now he's in shape. He shaved his head. He cleaned up. He his looks beard. different now. Elgin is a yeah, like Elgin comes off like a legit badass. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, leaving New Japan was good for him. Uh, he had yeah. to change his look. But uh, yeah, yeah. But going forward, hopefully they can figure it out. All right. So this is basically like the main topic of discussion today. What's interesting is this is something that I've talked with. Yeah, I've talked about this with KME privately and John privately, but, like, never together as a group. So, like, right now we're post-SummerSlam. And historically speaking, you know, throughout the years, for many years now, two decades worth, post-SummerSlam is when, you know, the interest wanes a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, things, people kind of tune out, school starts, a lot of TV shows come back, sports starts again. So, so, yeah, so we're entering that time where things cool down. But because of the circumstances of what's happening, you know, now things are actually more interesting post-summer mm-hmm. than they've been in two decades. So uh, the the industry as we know it is about to change drastically in the next two months. And I think a lot of fans, it really hasn't – like, knowing that's going to happen, I think it really hasn't sunk in to the amount of fans, like, how differently the business is about the same. The only thing that's for certain, the only thing that's not changing is Raw. Raw will still be on Mondays. That's not going to change. Everything else, though, yeah, of the, the regular viewing of schedule the is going to change. Might, might be changing Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about, like, what's coming on on what day. That's oh, what I mean. Okay, I'm I not talking you. about, like, gotcha. the product okay. itself. Okay, right, right. Gotcha. So Raw's going to be having a show on Monday. AEW will do we? Do they have a name yet? Have they given a name to the no. show yet? No. no they All right, I guess we'll got to wait. Trademarks. Yeah, they got okay. the AEW. We'll, we'll, we'll probably get a confirmation all out. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. I would, I would imagine. So we'll have to. Well, right. You know so we'll have Raw simple. on Monday. You know what? Don't force nothing on people. Sometimes keep it simple. Mm-hmm. AEW on TNT, Wednesday night, eight o'clock. You don't, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean. That's fine. You know, you don't have to over. Sometimes you don't have to overthink it. Sometimes the simplest way is is fine. And if you called it AEW on TNT, <clears throat> I, I can't see where the problem is with that. That kind of has like an old school feel to it. I like that, it. But they do like a. If they do like a weekend show or something, then like yeah, say they want to do yeah, a then you Saturday a morning and, show. See, right. I, I, I was thinking this might sound too cliche. I was thinking Wednesday night delight. <laughs> That'd be too old school though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so we'll have Raw on Monday, AW on Wednesday, SmackDown will be on Friday on Fox. Um, we got some news about a week and a half ago that Billy Corgan is going to get NWA on TV, and they're going to be filming in Atlanta. 
Uh, so we got to get yep. more details on what network they're going to be on. So you know, don't get it, don't forget Saturday about them. Six oh five Saturday night, except when preempted for <laughs> they, Braves baseball. That's what it's got to be. They should man. totally do that. <laughs> they should totally do that. And then, but then there's the uh, the big one. Now this doesn't concern me because admittedly I don't really watch this product that much, but it's big, so I will talk about it. Um, so the whole FS1 thing. By the way, I I did a post. I didn't even realize I had FS1. I just I was just searching channels and I realized I had FS1. I've been paying for it for like three years. I'm such a loser. Don't be a loser like me, anyone. Like make sure you pay attention to your capability. So NXT is going to be on FS1 soon. And like I said, I don't follow NXT like that, so I'm like whatever. But there's some big concerns. Well, not yeah. I was gonna say not big concerns, but there are big concerns because pretty much I've talked to people who do like NXT, and the general impression that I'm getting from people is once this happened, like okay, let me let me rephrase that. Let me let me just say this very simply. From talking mm-hmm. to different people that do follow NXT. The impression that I'm getting is that folks like NXT because it follows a simple formula. And this yep. move to FS1 is potentially breaking this formula, no. which no. we H don't H know if it's a good or bad thing. No, Triple H addressed this yesterday. And this is the key that's more important. doesn't matter what platform you're on. Keep your pay-per-views to five a year. The minute they go monthly, it's over. Because he talked about it the other day, yesterday on an interview. He said one of the beautiful things that he loves about NXT is he has months to build a storyline. He can go into one TV taping, and whatever he doesn't finish for the next takeover that night, he knows he's got a taping three weeks down the road. He could finish it then. You're not telling the story. So you don't think two hours is a bad thing? No, I don't, because there's actually enough guys in NXT who have not even cracked TV yet and enough women in NXT that you could fill the time, okay? We have not seen Deanna Perrazzo yet. We have not seen Chelsea Green yet. We have not seen um, Robbie. I I agree with what you're saying, but the, the general impression that I've gotten from people is that the folks that I know that do like NXT, they like it because it's an hour and it's short and to the point. It's the one wrestling show that is short and to the point this week. Yeah, and so if nah. it becomes two hours, you're taking that away. But I get what you're saying, that they have a lot of talent and they could probably fill it in. Yeah, see, but, like, see, literally, and I could be wrong here. spend your two hours. If you spend your two mm-hmm. hours taking a segment in one hour that would get eight minutes, right, kind of going with with the short and to the point, and then you turn it into a 16-minute segment, then you're right, because now you're dragging shit out, and it's like, okay, now i got to sit through this whole thing. But instead of having five eight-minute segments, let's just say, on a one-hour show, now you can have 12 eight-minute segments, and it's introducing Mm -hmm. you to more guys, more talents. Like, you're layering your show, then it's okay. But again, and I get what you're saying. I, I agree with that point. You, you take away that short and to the point aspect of it. You're right. Then it's like, all right, now, now we're just at a glorified raw. But well, if you're using that extra time for more elephant. talent, it's okay. I guess the big elephant in the room to me is FS1, uh, you know, is a 
is is a big TV sports network. I don't see this happening without Vince getting some that, control over this. That's what you want to hear. The last thing you want is Vince and Kevin Dunn getting their hands on it. Well, they were. That's, yeah. that's what you don't want. On FS1. I mean, FS1, the reach of FS1, um, I know it's over $10 million. I know it's way it's, more. It's, it's than, huge, yeah. Yeah, than the Punk mm-hmm. Ass Network. Not as much as TNT, but definitely but still a, good a number. lot. Yeah, I I. I, I don't want – I mean, WWE right now, you have three hours of Raw plus two hours of SmackDown, that's five hours, plus two hours of NXT on cable, that's uh, seven hours weekly. I, I, I do think that they're getting to the point where they're oversaturating their market. Like, I don't – if, if – um, if they didn't kill the tape, the paper pay per view model with the network, I think it would die anyway with all this TV. Because why would you pay for television that you can watch seven, yeah, you, eight you, hours, you know you seven gotta, hours? You, you know free. you got to you know what you got to take into consideration though. Yes, it would be seven hours, but it's seven different hours. It's not seven no, hours of the no, same. Seven, it's seven hours of WWE. It's 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 until they show that they're proving if until they prove that they're gonna make this show consistently good, not a good show here and there. It's seven hours of WWE NXT. That's a good show consistently. I'll give. That well, that's what I'm saying. Your your seven hours would be broken up of different things. Even if you yeah, want to lump one SmackDown. Though. Well, you got to take what you have right now. I mean, you know, you can't say, I mean, just as fast as, you know, you could say, oh, you know, they're going to ruin NXT. I could turn around and say, well, they're going to get raw back to where it was, you know, where it needs to be. You got to deal with what you have now. And for five hours, you are absolutely right. Raw and SmackDown is the same product. NXT is the difference for now. As long as it's Things um, like that. It won't be a seven-hour chore. However, if NXT gets turned into the same thing like Raw and SmackDown, then you are one million percent right. It will be seven hours of how fast can I chop this down on my DVR and knock it down to an hour and a half. I'll give you that. Hmm. Well, I also have a topic of discussion, the current state of Raw and SmackDown. I'm not going to talk about SmackDown right now. I'm just going to focus on Raw. This is my opinion based off, I'd say, the last month of Raw. What I will say, I don't know if it's consistency or not. It could just be a coincidence. But from the past month of Raw, I've noticed that the first hour and the third hour are good to decent, but it's the middle where it's just like filler, it drags, and I don't know what the problem is. The first hour, they've done some good stuff, and the third hour, they've, for the past month, I've noticed that they end the show, not necessarily, they'll end it hot some weeks, but what I'm trying to say is is that my interest, I'm paying attention in the first and the third hour, 
But the second hour is just it's just dead air. They got to work on that. I have noticed a change. The product is, I guess you could say, a little edgier. They're letting more people wrestle. Um, this week, we saw a match between Drew McIntyre and Cedric. And I've said this since the whole situation with Neville and Aries, and we'll never know what happened. That was pretty much what they wanted, more so Neville than Aries. They just, I yeah. truly believe Neville just wanted to just work with main roster guys. And what really he, hurts Neville, these 205 guys is... He, I, I think Neville asked if he could get an, like an IC title feud. I don't even think he asked for the belt. He just, I think, if I remember yeah. right, I think Neville just wanted to work a program with, I forget who the champ was at the time. He just wanted to work the program because mm-hmm. he felt they could have good matches. Right, right, right. I feel like what, what hurts 205 is they're all just labeled on their own show. And because of that, it's made a lot of casuals just not care. And I've always felt like every now and then, not every week, but every now and then, if you have a guy that you're building, in this case, like Drew, who doesn't really have anything going on, Roman's doing this whole car angle, Drew's not really doing anything, I've always said it wouldn't hurt to have a guy you're building just fight a 205 guy for like 10 minutes, 12 minutes. It doesn't have to be every week just – you know, because my idea at the time, back when Neville yeah. and Aries were still part of WWE, I would always be like, just do Aries versus Miz on a random episode of SmackDown. Like Give them 10 I'm minutes. I'm honest with you. I agree with you. And, and that's why I don't understand what, where all this, when they did the thing a couple of weeks ago with Cedric being revealed as the guy who helped, um, who helped Roman. I saw people mm-hmm. bitching and moaning that they did that like that Cedric ended up being the guy and I, I, I was thinking of you in a sense not that you were bitching about it but I was thinking of you in a sense like but I thought this is what people wanted I thought people no, wanted I, I didn't. See, I didn't hate that at no, all I thought no, it was I'm, fine I'm not saying you bitched I'm not, I, I, didn't, I didn't say you bitched about it. I'm just saying mm-hmm. like I saw these people that were complaining about it and I was like but I thought this is what you wanted you wanted more talent integrated together you know, and, you know, different people getting rubs from different people. It opened up a, a couple of, you know, different type of matches with Cedric and Drew. I think Cedric worked Elias also. <laughs> you mm-hmm. wouldn't have gotten that under the normal 205 well, they, they've clearly they, they clearly have woken up because right Cedric now we're was, three for Cedric three. We got Ali. Yeah, yeah we, got, we got Cedric, we got Ali, and we got Buddy. That's, that's three 205 guys who have been integrated to the main roster. So clearly at some point, some creative meeting was held and they realized, Hey, we should use these guys. So, well, they were, they were using the Lucha house party, but yeah, you know what gets me more? You, with Ali, it was so simple. You just put him in a match with Brian and just announced he was a part of SmackDown and he took off. Okay, and I'm not yeah, even talking yeah. about all the stuff, the fact that he got hurt. It's so simple to do, even with Cedric. Okay, he fussed around for a little bit. Had, you know what else Cedric did, which a lot of people slept on? He had a couple of good matches with Cesaro when he first got drafted to Raw. He had a couple of good matches mm-hmm. with Cesaro. Then he disappeared for a few weeks. He was on, like, main event, and he was in, like, the early um, 24-7 title skit. 
And then they found something, and they tried them out, and it's working. Mercy, forget it. <laughs> if it's true that this was just a, an accident, this is going to be one of the best accidents that ever happened. Um, you know, I don't know if you saw that. People, uh, who was it, Alvarez or Sadden is claiming that Murphy was never supposed to be a part of the angle, but because he was in the shot, he got integrated, whatever. Murphy's here, man. Murphy, Murphy, you know. That's believable. Night, I, I can believe made. that. Yeah. So, I mean, you can get these guys. Now, am I saying you're going to do that with a Jack Gallagher? Maybe not. But even Mike Kanellis for a little bit, you know, had a little bit of TV time on Raw, you know, had his cuck angle going on. You know, you, you know no one's saying you got to move yeah. these guys. Wait, 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 wait. I, don't, I don't think you should be naming Mike Kanellis. <laughs> oh, no. Every, <laughs> okay, he's going to get triggered. Everybody else want to name Todd, but not, not that guy. <laughs> no, but it, it, it all goes – no, no, no. But hang on a second. It all goes into my point that – you don't have to just label these guys to one thing, okay? You can integrate mm. them into different aspects of things. Is, is the Canella right. storyline the greatest storyline they've ever come up with to transition somebody? No, but you know what? It was three weeks that he wasn't just married to 205 Live. He was able to be on Raw, get some exposure. You mix them, you, you know, you got them into mix. It just shows, you know, you can get these guys on to the main, the quote-unquote, the main TV, integrate them in with stuff, and it, it's fine. That That's my point with Canella. I mean, well, I, I think... Uh, it, yeah, he's mm. he's not an exemplar. <laughs> Anybody else, fine. But um, that guy, yeah, but you, you, you're missing the point. No, 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 money. you're missing no, my point, No, I'm not point, missing though. the point. I'm, missing, I'm not missing the point. I agree with you. <laughs> you with are. Anybody else. No, Mike Kanellis, <laughs> I, I, I cannot I – do, I do not – I do think that there's good exposure and bad exposure. I do not think Mike – Mike Kanellis, yes, he's getting his money. Mike probably got fucked with because they <clears throat> held the fact that she was pregnant until after they signed their contract. Absolutely. What my point is, and this is what I'm saying, this is what I'm saying you're missing is, it doesn't have to be the biggest storyline in the world. It could just be something, and you could, it could be the worst storyline in the world. And yes, that you could be a bitch on TV and pump out to your wife. I understand. I just, I just maybe Jack I, it, Gallagher. Yeah, I, you know, it's just about the fact that you could take these guys and, um. You know, not handcuff them to 205 Live. That's my whole point. You know, I get that, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Even, uh, even, at some point, even, they had a realization. Even, that. Bi- even bipolar Spud, okay? Even bipolar yeah, yeah. Spud. On Raw, he can't bang his wife, but on 205 Live, <laughs> he's kicking the shit out of Mike Kanellis. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's what that is. That's Raw and 205 having different continuities for some reason, which yeah. is another issue. That needs to be worked on. Go, either all these shows, NXT, WWE, Raw, SmackDown, 205, either all these shows have their own continuity or they're all continuity related together. Because what I liked about the original brand split back in 2002 when they first started was Raw did its own thing, 
SmackDown did its own thing. Raw didn't talk about SmackDown. SmackDown didn't talk about Raw. What? Both of those shows during that no, period but they had the really recap. felt like well, even, they were their own worlds. No, I'm even, talking like back even, in the original even, one. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Even But even during that time, though, they still, they both did their own thing, but they still respected what was going on in the other sh- on the other show, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Right, they, right, for right. Instance, yeah. If Nash, if Nash showed up on SmackDown, for example, he wasn't gonna be a good guy in, you know, chilling with Rey Mysterio. And that's what they what what what, right. what they doing with Two O Five Live and uh, what's his name? Bud. Rock Bud. Yeah. Zach Maverick. Yeah. Right. Uh, what they're doing with him. Is just he's a different character. Yeah, it'd just be like if like on one of those DC shows, a Flash went right. to Arrow and became a completely different guy. Yeah, or right, right, it. right. You know that that that's right. the problem with it. It's like you gotta. And, and most of the times the when they do that, it's like whatever. Right, and most of the time when they do that, it's like whatever. But what really, really, really confused fans, and and he got hurt anyway. So yeah. honestly, him getting hurt was the best thing. That whole thing they did with with Champa, when him and Gargano were feuding, and then they appeared on Raw and SmackDown as a team, as but different. They were, they were like, doing their that. Their continuity was completely different. The big well, no, the big question was going to be no, no, no. See, they were teaming up in NXT because they were in the Dusty Classic. I remember Gargano had that little mini heel run. What was going to get interesting about that before Champa got hurt was going to be okay. What was going to happen after? the Champa turn aired when they lost in the semifinals of the Dusty Classic. That's where that was going to get weird. Were they going to keep them together on Raw and SmackDown, or were they going to acknowledge that they weren't together anymore? It, we never got to see that it got weird with, uh It got weird with Ricochet and Black, too, because they went to the main roster, and them being a team – was a main roster storyline, not an NXT storyline. Right, which and has, then they went but back it carried and, over. and finished. At least, right, it carried over. Yeah, yeah, yeah that carried NXT. over. That carried over. Right, but the other stuff didn't carry over. So, right. But, say, but to finish the raw talk, I'd say, uh, since the second hour is just struggling, the best advice I can think of is, I mean, I know I'm just speaking on deaf ears here. Try to do something with your tag division because right now it just comes off as filler. Um, I don't know why. I'm, I'm going to keep calling them War Machine. Sorry. I don't know why War Machine is having jobber matches. Everyone knows they're monsters at this point. Um, the second hour, uh, I would devote that to tag the problem team stuff. Is, um, who would you put them? Who would you put them in there for them to go over with? Is I mean, well, I, I, I personally think you. that the, we, so, we've talked about this before. I, I think that the roster is not developed enough. For like, for the sake of right. arguing, let's just, right. let's like, just talk, pretend. Like one show should let, have the women, and one should have the tag team. Right. I mean, that's the problem. Exactly. That's, that's the what they should do. That's Raw what they should right do. Now. There is no, and you've heard me talk about this a lot. There is no ladder for them. Hawkins and Ryder are. Yeah. Are, I don't. I don't even know where they are. Even if they destroyed them on Raw next week, who is the next face tag team? Is it, you know, is it mm-hmm. is it you know, the Dewey Usos, maybe as a punishment, you know, but 
other than that, I mean, if it was up to me, gonna... if it was up to me, I would take NXT, Raw, SmackDown, NXT UK, and every I'd take every tag team and just put them all on one show. That's just how lacking the depth of their tag division is yeah. right now, and that's okay uh-huh. because some years in WWE tag team wrestling's hit or miss. Out of their out of their tag division yeah. is really hot, and they got a lot of teams, or it's just it's like one or two, or it's like. It's either 2000 or it's like 2012. Yep, pretty much. And right now, unfortunately, it's, it's 2012. So, all right. So this takes us to the state of SmackDown. Um, SmackDown's two hours, so it's always easier yeah. to watch than Raw most weeks. Yeah, definitely. I don't really have anything inherently bad to say about SmackDown. The only thing that I'm really annoyed at is the Shane stuff is still going, which is <laughs> why I said earlier that I did not dislike SummerSlam. I thought that SummerSlam was okay. My biggest criticism about the show was I said that it did not feel like a SummerSlam because for years, not years, decades, WWE has advertised um, SummerSlam as the second not biggest to cut, show not, of the year. Not, not to show. cut you off, Chris. You want the brackets mm-hmm. for the King of the Ring? They just came out. Uh, yeah. Okay. What are the brackets? All right. So we got Cesaro, Samoa Joe, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Cedric. Wait, hold that thought. Before, wait, 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 wait. Let's go back to the beginning. Uh, for the sake of continuity, I'm trying to uh, label each one. Cesaro's a raw guy. Joe is raw. The raw guys are, yes. Yeah, the raw guys in the first round are facing the raw guys. The SmackDown guys are facing oh. the SmackDown guys. The only time they're going to mix up is for the finals. All right, all right, all right. All right go on. All right, continue. So it's going to be all a raw right, guy so. versus SmackDown guy in the finals. All right. So but everything Cesaro, else Joe. is going to be bracketed. Cesaro, Joe. Ricochet Drew, Cedric Sammy, Ms. Corbin. That's the Raw side. SmackDown, Gable Benjamin, Andrade Apollo, Owens Elias, and this one's going to be good, Ali Murphy. I'm satisfied with everyone you said except Miz and Corbin. I would take them out. Everybody else sounds good, though. Because the King of the Ring should be used to... uh, The King of the Ring should be used to... This is is why WWE has not... Okay, hang on. So here's how the bracket falls, though. This might help. I know what you're going to say. This might help. The Cedric Zane winner faces the Miz Corbin winner. So if you want to do, wow, they, they could be going somewhere really interesting here. If <sighs> Cedric were to beat Zane, and then let's say Corbin beats Miz, does mm-hmm. Alexander probably benefits from a rub of beating Corbin. Hopefully that's the way it goes. If they go Oh, those way, are interesting so, brackets. Yeah, so I mean, I could get I could get where they're going with it. Um, yeah, this they is just be, have this to make it be... mean something. That's why I think. Yeah, you got you got to tell me what they're getting it. at the end. You got to tell me what they're getting at the end. 
you, you know, it's one thing to do the tournament, and you're going to get some, you know, you're going to get some really good matches out of it. You'll probably get someone somehow is going to get upset somewhere. I don't know where you're going to get the upset, yeah. but. Um, where they lost me was, uh, when they lost me was, I still remember to this day when Sheamus won it, and then after Sheamus won, he lost every match. And it was like, what was the point then? And I you think know what the Wade Barrett that won. Was, and this made no sense. Sheamus won, and then the problem is, his, he hadn't signed an extension yet. So they weren't going to push him until he signed an extension. And that's why he went through like that five or six weeks where he constantly lost. It was the weirdest thing. Okay, so. In, in, so when are the finals of this? Do you know the date for the finals? The finals is at Clash of Champions. Okay, so, that's, uh, all right. So I thought I thought we September had more time 15th. than that. Uh, no, I would not, probably have the winner get a title shot at. I was gonna say Survivor Series, but that leaves the entire month of October. The winner should Tell get a title shot. Tell Which title? Tell I don't know. Their brand, their brand, their brand title champions. Oh, so so the world title, not not like an intercontinental yeah. or U.S. title. The well, winner no. gets a title the title shot. Their, the title of their choosing from their brand. If a SmackDown guy wins it, he can choose between Nakamura and Kofi. If a Raw guy wins it, he can choose oh, between okay. Rollins and uh, da, 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 help me out here. Who's the U.S. champ? I have no oh, idea. AJ. 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 Okay, so the fact that I forgot, that tells you, right? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, AJ. I love you, AJ. Yeah. You that's, go. Bad. It, like, it, that's bad. That's I'm, bad. I'm, I'm forgetting who's champions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there, there, there you go. There's your, there's your prize. Okay. All right. Well, um, does anybody else have anything to say about the state of Raw or SmackDown at the moment? I think SmackDown's um, getting I, better. I mean, I mean, I think Raw is getting better, while SmackDown's yeah, actually Raw's getting regr- I, regressing. I, I, I think SmackDown's regressing a little. And well, I've I noticed know that about r- both of the shows. It's like it's like either SmackDown's doing good and Raw's eh, or Raw's doing good and SmackDown's eh. It's like they don't want both of them to do well at the same time. I don't know. Maybe well, it's my yeah, own well, conspiracy theory. I thought this past week SmackDown was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't sinfully bad. It left you with a cliffhanger, and you know you saw Orton RKO all three members of New Day. Um, that's enough of a tug for me to want to see what's going to happen next. Um, and it doesn't. It is. It didn't mm. seem arbitrary either. So that was always my right. complaint about both Raw and SmackDown is that that they would have things on the show that seemed arbitrary and pointless and weren't going to lead to anything. So I'll give them at least that. I think that, um, I mean, Raw is always going to be a chore to watch because with the three hours. It's just, that's just the nature of, you know, the way people are. A three-hour like, no show, gonna, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Three hours, like, is, even if, three hours is three hours no matter how good it is. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like with football. Like a football game, if you're like if you're watching football, unless you're watching it with a bunch of friends at a bar or something, you're not really sitting there watching the whole game. Especially if no, it's you're a watching the first game. quarter and you're watching the last yeah. quarter. 
Yeah, you're 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 mm-hmm. going to the end, you know, and that and Rob's got they've got to figure out what their sweet spot is because that they got to one thing I'll give WCW. I, uh, go ahead. The, well, the one thing I'll give. Oh, WCW, where were you? Oh, uh, I know where you're going. Okay, go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that? No, I wasn't gonna talk. I was just saying I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, in mm-hmm. that first hour was. The, was awesome to watch, and it was, and it was like one of those things. It was a skippable thing, but if you liked the cruiserweights, it was something that kept you drawn in until the show. Like I remember, um, at the height of like during the like uh, golden time of WCW's cruiserweight division, they had this one feud with um, Ultimo Dragon and Rey Mysterio. And Ultimo Dragon, they treated this guy like the most serious dude on the planet. He was walking around with like twenty belts. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's right though. He would raise out both arms, and he'd have belts over the arms. Poor uh, Sonny yeah. Royal had belts all right. over him. Yeah. No, it's true. You know. You know what? Also, right. they made, oh, they made uh, you know Ono what, you out know. to be a not Ono. They made Dragon out to be a major deal. And you know what else that yeah. WCW did that low-key made the three hours more tolerable? And I'm surprised no other companies tried this. They changed commentary teams each hour, which made each hour feel yeah. different. It sounds like a simple yeah, thing, was, but actually is a true, big deal. Yeah. No, I actually agree with that because, one, nobody wants to hear Mongo for um, three hours, <laughs> right? So it was like, who was it? It was who, the the first hour was uh it was like Mongo and uh, Heenan and uh what's the other guy? Graves, I think Tanae. they're overworking Graves. Tanae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Graves is totally overworked. That's part of yeah, it. He's losing his that, energy. He's losing his spark. You, yeah. The fact that you he see Graves twice a week, back to back nights doesn't help. Mm. I you're a thousand percent right yeah. with that. Yeah, mm. I think SmackDown. I think when they get to Fox, whoever. Hopefully the uh, programming manager at Fox. I'm going to tell you right now, as far as Fox goes, do not be surprised if Cole moves over to SmackDown. I would not be surprised. I I don't care. I just don't want to see. I I just don't want Gray. I would not be surprised if he ends up. I wouldn't be surprised if you see that Raw team end up being the SmackDown team. Graves, Cole, and Young. I would not be surprised. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Michael, Michael, like right now on WWE, they just don't. The only commentator that they have that's good enough to, like, for that's not going to be grading on two different shows is Morrow, and he's on NXT for mental health reasons. So, yeah, um, there's, there's a reason yeah. why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they they don't. He's have, probably going to be there forever. Comment. Yeah, yeah Morrow's not doing one. weekly. Right. Yeah, they don't it's unfortunate, too, because... If WWE, was, if WWE wasn't, didn't have a bullying environment, then he could do the world and be fine. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate because some, sometimes yeah. sometimes commentators can get guys and girls over. You know, like, I know it's like, it's little stuff. Right. Like, when, like, Taz, when Taz was there, he helped get Brock over because every time yep. Brock came out, well, he just said, "Here comes, here the, comes pain. the pain, here comes the pain." Like yep. so, sometimes yeah. like commentators can get people over, and I feel like there's certain folks that Morrow 
could probably get over. I know he could get over the Japanese talents. He could get Asuka, Kari, Nakamura, because he's all about that stuff. He knows about them. And other guys who are great wrestlers but don't have much personalities like Cesaro, I know that he could get him over just by his commentary, but he's on NXT. So, you know, maybe when NXT goes to FS1, Maybe, like, guys like Cesaro, Nakamura, Asuka, maybe they can, like, go down there and well, make a one-off well, that, and he can do something on commentary. Well, that's the other thing, too, about, about the NXT to FS1. There was talk there was going to be main roster talent on it. And I, I brought this up in the PWP chat not too long ago, is what are we talking about with main roster talent? Are we talking about one-off appearances? Or are we talking about guys like Breeze Dango, who weren't really doing anything on the main roster, going back down there and reestablishing themselves? They haven't clarified what they mean by, you know, if it were to, to happen, me, they'll be people that have, to, to me, people that have unfinished business should have another run down there. Um, Breeze and Fandango is one. Another guy, Apollo. Apollo wasn't there long yes. ago. He needs a character. He should be down there and get another run. And then other guys like Nakamura or Asuka and folks like that, they, can make one they should off. just get one They can make one-off appearances, or something. yeah. 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 Picture like Oscar yeah. showing up to challenge. Picture Oscar showing up to challenge Shayna one night. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I'm totally fine with like Fandango and Breeze and and it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I saw Apollo had a match with Kushida the other day. So um, yeah, but that know, was a I'm trying to think if like anybody that, else that, who I ever sent back. I mean that that's the good thing about it is like they've done that through the years. I mean Tyson Kidd reinvented his career you know, down there. Mm-hmm. Zack Ryder even, you know, went back down there and did some things. There are guys that have gone down there, done what they've needed to do, even Emma, okay? Emma went down there, turned mm-hmm. heel, and, you know, that character should have been a lot more than what it was. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you could, you could do it, and it seems like they're willing to let you do it, which is the good thing, you know? So, you know, that's something that's got to be answered again. Is it is it talent going down there again to help fill a potential two-hour show, or is it who's going to show up this week? Yeah. yeah. I agree. I, I, I want to ask you guys something, because I have an upcoming article on PWP coming about this, and I, I'm sure I'm going to piss off the masses with this. And, Chris, we've talked about this a lot, and, you know, this this won't be as a surprise. Okay. Besides the obvious, who's there to care about on AEW's roster? I didn't hear you. What was the question? Besides the obvious, who should I care about on AEW's roster? I mean, you can care about whoever well, you like, man. They're not on TV yet, man. Like, I mean, they're not on TV yet. Why should I? I don't understand the question. I mean, okay. I don't don't understand the question. I mean, you can say that about any roster, dude. This ties into. Why should I care about Finn Balor? (laughs) Why why should I care? (laughs) You know what I mean? You don't like Finn Balor. You made it better. Why should I care about Seth Rollins? Why should I care about. Kofi at the moment. Like, here's my point. We're six weeks away from a about six weeks away from AEW TV. Mm-hmm. They have done nothing 
you that introduce you. Let me finish the fucking statement before you disagree with me. We're disagreeing just to disagree at this point. They've done nothing to really introduce you to some of those lesser and lesser known talents. That's what I was Give me an about. example. Okay. Who's Michael Nazawa? Why do I care about him? Okay, here's the thing. Here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. They got two YouTube channels. I know, I have an answer to your question. There's two YouTube channels. Besides being the elite, the other one, Cody, what is it? What is that YouTube channel? I'm looking it up right now because I'm subscribed to it. I think it's called Road to All Out. When they do those road to when they do those road to things, they do like personal interviews with people to give you an idea of who they are. The problem is it's like it's not different continuities. It would be cool like more people watch being the elite. They need to put that they need to incorporate that on being the elite, but being the elite is mostly kept comedy. That's fine, because that's what they've always done. They don't want to change it up. But they have been doing videos on the road to stuff to explain who people are. They've done vignettes on Private Party. They've done vignettes on Darby Allen. They've done vignettes okay, on he, the I Dark here, Order here's guys. My point. Here's my point. That's great that you're doing it on the road to series, but let's be and yeah. you, you just nailed it. BTE is the more is probably the more watched of the two. It is okay. the more watched. It is the more watched. And, and you know what? The BTE did a great job of, even with the comedic side of it, really getting SCU over. They did a great mm-hmm. job. They've done a great job of getting MJF shown as the, you know, as the prick that he is. Okay. Um, you know, when it was just BTE, they did a great job of showing you different sides of lethal. They did a great job of exposing you to juice. Why can't they do that again with some of these guys? If you know it's the bigger show of the two. If I'm going to sit uh, well, down okay. and watch. Hang, hang on a second I, before you disagree with me. If I'm going to watch right. 17 minutes of something on YouTube, I'm probably going to watch Being the Elite because that's what I've watched. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I understand BTE is more of a comedy aspect. But they're not 100% comedy. You can't do something. You're going to tell me Michael Nazawa doesn't have a personality, that for 30 seconds you could pop him on BTE? You want to tell me that, you know, Brandon Cutler can't do a pop-in on BTE? This is what I'm talking about. You know, and I guess this goes into what I kind of joked around about before, but, you know, it's a gamble. You can't have Cody going out this week pretty much saying, fuck casual fans. You know, because... Well, see, I disagree there because NXT and AEW... I I disagree there because AEW and NXT, they cater to the same fan base. There are no casual NXT fans, and there are no casual AEW fans. 100% of people that watch NXT are folks that are tired of WWE's mainstream stuff. NXT caters to wrestling fans. Triple H is smart. And I've said this before because I've given Triple H shit before, but I'll give Triple H this. When he does NXT, he, he books for wrestling fans. Like the best example of this, 
was when Kevin Owens debuted. When Kevin Owens debuted, he debuted the same show that Sami Zayn won the NXT right. title. And at the end of the he show, Owens turned on Zayn. turned on Sami. Right. Yeah. But by, doing, by, by booking that way, it was almost as if like Triple H was like, these fans already know the history. They already know about right. Kevin Steen. They already know about El Generico. It's like he didn't even try to explain it. He just booked it in a way where he just assumed the fans he knew. Let it and because what most it fans watching did know. Right, right, right. right AEW is the exact same way. Right, right. AEW, they're doing uh, the exact same thing. They're, they're, they're booking in a way where they're just assuming you know who most of these people are. But there are some well, people yeah, out there yeah, who let, may not know. Honest, and I'm not trying to be a douche here, but let's be honest. You had a better chance of people who ke- knowing who Kevin Owens was versus who knows who um, – give me – insert random name here. And I feel like AEW has not done these some of these guys the justice they deserve because I, the elite, they're not – I don't know. I, I, I might not be – I think you're going to tell me wins and losses matter, okay, which is fine, then I need a reason to care when Jack Evans beats Angelico. Well, yeah, this is my thing. I think the guys that in AEW that are supposed to matter at the moment, like, matter. I think once television mm-hmm. gets rolling, that, that, you're, that you'll be introduced to everybody else, you know, but I think, you know, Cody, the Young Bucks, Omega, um, Sean Spears, uh, all those guys, um, Jericho, those are the main players that need to be established first. And then you can introduce, like, the um, periphery players, and then hopefully they go to the periphery players. Yeah. to piggyback on yeah. KME, what they're doing right now is they're doing what NXT, what Triple H did. What was that photo? That photo Triple H took, the yeah. one that's depressing to look at now in hindsight, where it was what, Owens, Tenta, Balor, Tommy, Zayn, Neville. He, yeah, he focused, he focused the brand on those five guys. It was those five and, like, everybody else. That's what's going right, on right yeah. now. It was the Bucks, it, Cody, it Omega, too. and Hangman. I guess and Jericho, did, you know, obviously. And what he did by the way, did, did they spoil? Did they spoil all out? By the way, because isn't the first show supposed to have a title defense, and that's the same show where Jericho's got the mystery partners against the Bucks and Omega? No, no, that, that's the first episode of uh, of the TV. The, the, that's all, what I'm saying. The, yeah, no, the all out is the title is um, right. You, right, match. right. That's what I'm saying. TV is after, and didn't they advertise the title will be defended well, so on which, that episode? What, what, they, what, what have they spoiled then? If, if, if that's what if, they okay. said that there was going to be a title match on the first uh, uh, Yeah, they announced title the title match, the match this week. They announced mm-hmm. the title match this week. They announced the title. Uh, well, since we're on the topic of. Uh... And then Jericho was uh, no, teaming I, with I, two I have mis- to get this last. This um, I forgot what I was fucking saying. Go ahead. Go ahead. Adam. Um, well, since we're Dave, talking oh. about AAW, I actually I pulled up the uh, All Out card. They got eight matches. I didn't realize they had eight matches up to this point. I don't think they'll add any more. I guess they could, but I think this. I mean, if they add one more, it'll probably no. Are you they know doing what? Two so far, they they doing one. 
they're just doing one. But since he brought that but up, now that I realize one? it. So, so far, they've had two matches in the buy-in. So there probably will be one more buy-in match. All right, so what I got right now is uh, there's a 21-woman casino battle royale, and this is the part of the buy-in. And they're doing the whole the thing with the the cards, where it's like you know five people coming out at once with the whole Joker in space. That's 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 cool. I like the concept. Uh, the winner will receive the inaugural Women's World Championship. Wait, let me see. Oh, wait. The winner will receive no, a match a for the Women's yeah. Championship. Yeah, for the October second AEW show. Uh, announced participants: uh, Nyla Rose, Britt Baker. Let me see if I can pronounce this correctly. Yuka Sasazaki, Ali Brandy, uh, Roddy Popper's Roddy Piper's daughter, Teal Piper, Jazz. Haven't seen Jazz in a long. Actually, that's not true. I saw Jazz in the NWA like two years ago. Cool to see Jazz again. And to my shock, uh, Eva Lee. I thought she was NXT bound, but here she is. Not that I'm complaining. I like Eva Lee. But um. By, by the I'm way, Jazz sure vacating the NWA title because, due to personal reasons. Ended up basically being her signing with AEW. <laughs> oh, okay. She she okay, never dropped so, the title. Uh, so, she vacated it. That sounds like she did a whole. Yeah, she vacated it. Did a whole video that like, oh, it's due to personal reasons, like kind of hinting almost mm-hmm. at like an injury, and then she showed up at in for yeah AEW. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how happy. So Bill those was are the announced participants. <laughs> Yeah, those are the announced participants, and there's 13 others. Um, there's another women's match. Let's see, Riho versus Sheeta. I know those two. Then there's the three-way, Darby Allen versus Joey Janela versus Jimmy Havoc. Now, they've done a good job building up Darby and Joey, but Jimmy, not yeah. so much. So I, I agree, Jimmy is one of the dudes that I want to know more about. Uh, singles match. Cody versus Sean Spears, and this, so far at this moment is a singles match. And what they're saying is each person is only allowed one heavy. So, you know, Tully will be in Sean's corner. The the question is who will be in Cody's corner. I'm guessing it will be someone we haven't seen yet. Um, the Lucha well, Brothers, you guess? Pentagon, and Phoenix. You want to guess? You want to guess? And this is strictly a guess. Arn Anderson. I'm just guessing. Oh yeah, isn't he with them now? Yeah, that that that, that yeah. made perfect sense. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that does I, make I, sense. I, I do, uh, uh, we do. I do want to talk about how they did the contract signing with um, Spears and Cody. Okay. That was fantastic, man. I I thought that was mm-hmm. the best contract signing I've seen since probably that was fantastic. Hogan and Andre the Giant. Yeah. That was great. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame, and me and Chris have talked about this before, how many people don't – oh, no, it might not have been you, Chris. It might have been me and Brian Denny talking about but how many people really don't understand what Tully Blanchard brings to the table and all that. Right, right. Like, yeah, we, we did talk about that. Yeah, We're so many years removed like, from managers. A lot of newer fans don't understand the importance of it because, unfortunately right. – we have new yep. generations of fans who grew up in this wrestling world where there were really no and not managers. O- and not only that, I don't count not understanding that Tully mm. Blanchard is more than just Tessa's father. Like, right, you know, right, there, there's right. People, you know, it, it's going to get, lo- you know, it's a shame that that aspect is getting lost, you know, on mm-hmm. 
on people, and, and people don't realize that, that there's more to this. Like, this isn't just AEW capitalizing on the whole, oh, well, the Blanchard name is hot. Let's go get Tully because we can't get Tessa, and we'll link them to this. <laughs> no, they're fucking – no, 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 but I'm being serious. But there's, there's real history there, and it's a shame that a lot – that they haven't been able to fully tell that story. Still pictures are one thing. But I mean, to be able—it's a shame they don't have—they don't have, really have access to any of that footage to really show yeah, right, the, right. the wars and the bloodbath between Dusty and and Tully. You know, I mean, to see what—why is Dusty punching a bloody Tully? Well, you know, you know, Dusty put a screwdriver in Tully's head. Well, shit, we don't have a still picture of that. It sucks we don't have the video. Right. You know, like <clears throat> it really is a shame that so, they don't have that. Right, so then we also have the Lucha Brothers against the Young Bucks in a ladder match for the AAA World Titles. After this ladder match, um, regardless of who wins, I'm, I want both teams I'm to, with, to move on. I was just and they say need that. to focus I, I never, on the AEW titles. But, but I'm kind of done with the Lucha Bros Young Bucks stuff. Well, the right A, now they're feuding the, over the AAA titles. AAA. I'm saying yeah, for the, yeah, this is, ba- this is basically titles, just good exposure. Yeah, this yeah. is good exposure for the AAA brand um, because they got a, they got to feud over something before TV it starts. Probably also so. sucks. It probably also sucks for AAA that you couldn't bring that match. Mm. Talking about what we were talking about before, why can't you bring that match to New York City? It just yeah, that it, would put you know, some butts in seats. No puns. Yeah, it it would. Right, it, I that, totally that, agree. That's what sucks. Like not just you know, that, but that that would damn. technically be the that would be the Young Bucks MSG debut as well, which is another yes, big draw yes. you could add to it as well. Yep. So yep. Um then we got a tag team match. Uh, winner receives first buy round. We got the best friends against the Dark Order. The Dark Order, Chris, man, I these gotta guys ask you every something. time Chris, I I gotta ask you mm-hmm. something. I feel like every tag match has that stipulation. How are they do how are they doing the tag title tournament? I feel like every tag match has had that stipulation. Winners get a first round buy. How, how many buys? I'm not sure because we don't we don't even have a bracket yet. All obviously the I only know, teams all... I wait. Let me just see. Let's see. We got okay. Here, here's the list in front of me right now. So we got right now the Dark Order. Okay, we got the Dark Order. Didn't they win the at Fest or something? And and they yeah. have buy they have a buy or something like didn't that is, yeah I'm, I'm not really sure right? I'm just waiting for them to give me brackets yeah yeah okay, but yeah but they I'm, did win at Fighter Fest they did win yeah right, but I'm not right. wrong with like it seems like between Fryer Fest and Fight for the Fallen and even Double or Nothing a lot of those tag matches had that stipulation right. They may have I'm not really sure I have to look at the Fighter yeah. Fest card again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure they did. But what I was thinking about the Dark That's Order, saying, like, I don't know if you, if you noticed this, uh, K&E, but those Dark Order, every time I see those masks, it reminds me of those dudes from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> what was the dude's name? Zed? Again. <laughs> Anyone that saw the yep. Pulp Fiction movie? Zed's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zed, Zed. <laughs> That's Zed. Only people that fuck here is Zed. Yeah. All right, so then the top two yeah. matches is uh, John Moxley against uh, Kenny Omega. Privileges have been and... revoked. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> so the top two, the, the, the top two uh, matches, obviously, is uh, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega, which I'm way more hyped to see now because of what Moxley did in New Japan. 
and it's going to be weird seeing him go wearing shorts to wearing pants, but it's continuity for you. So really excited to see that. I thought Omega's promo while it was good was a little like, huh? Why are you calling him damaged good? Because the guy's been running (laughs) <laughs> guys are running around dominating in New Japan. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, that's that's that. Yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, it's it's weird because because in Moxley, it's weird too because like Moxley cut a promo where he said, "I'm gonna go to Japan and I'm gonna learn about you." So I was like, "Oh wow, that's cool." So like technically, yeah. the G1 is still part of the storyline, but they can't directly talk about it because New right. Japan and AEW are like, "Fuck you." That's that's yep. unfortunate. But you know, so I'm I'm actually yeah. really excited for this match now because Moxley has won a lot, and of course the main event. At least I'm assuming. Yeah, it is the main event, of course. Yeah, Adam Page I, against I Chris Jericho. See, so I can't see that not main eventing. I mean, I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So right now we just got the eight matches, and I'm I'm gonna assume that they will add a second. Uh, a, match. Yeah, maybe, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of the male talent. You know that's not booked like you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, according a couple of weeks to Cody, ago, Cody says, uh, according to Cody, he says that they've only revealed up to this point his exact numbers here. Let me see if I can pull this 40%. up. Forty percent. Okay, Cody. Forty percent. Yeah, forty percent. So, so, so Cody says this is only forty percent of the roster. Okay, Cody. You know, right. I'll hold you to that, Cody. Whatever. So, so far he's kept yeah. his word on what he said. So, you know. Yeah, I. All right, so then for the last. Hmm. You got a comment? No, I just I I. Um, I'm I'm having a hard time with Cody. I have been for the last like year or so, but I just I don't know. I, I well, so he, far I'm I'm keeping track of everything he's saying. So far yeah, he's no, kept he's his word. He's his done word. everything he's that just, he said he would. Yeah, he's keeping his word and everything, which is great. But it's just. I don't know. It's maybe how he's coming off and how he's delivering it. By the way, I know people that went to that House of Glory show to see the Bucks last Friday night. Mm-hmm. And I know guys that have that have gone to shows to see the Bucks for almost ten years now. They said they were to- they're, they're total assholes now. They are totally like all you know, about business. That and they kind of have to be now. That. That's the that's the choice they made I don't know. to make I, their own I, company. I, like, I see them. I, I live in their vicinity. I, I mean, anytime I see them out, they seem okay, but I don't know. Like, the shirts were like $40. Autographed pictures were like 50 Photo ops were like 40 Like, it was like, you got to be kidding me. You're the same guys when you came to Brooklyn two, two three years ago, fast WE. You know, uh, you bought a shirt, let's take a picture. Everything's about the money now. That is, they've they've gone corporate, and as much as they can talk shit about, you know. Well, John, what, that was w- inevitable. Either they were going to do yeah. it with WWE, yeah, yeah. or they were going to do it this way. You know, it's really yeah. just a pick and choose yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, so. yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. That doesn't mean anything because I don't buy that shit anyway. Like anytime I go to those events, <laughs> I go to the to it's the just, guys. You know it, yeah. Maybe I still have the image of Matt Jackson last year at his laptop crying because tickets were on StubHub and how everything was supposed to be about the fans. And now, I mean, dude, just admit it. it it's about the money. Admit it. Don't act like, you know, it's not when it is, you know. And now you hear, you know, 40 50 bucks for a shirt. Like, 
it's like, okay, really? <laughs> like, all right, easy there, John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, since I just but, um mentioned uh, All Out, I need to mention these two other shows, which will be uh, a great way to kind of go into my last topic here. Um, man, I have no clue what I'm doing with this particular one. Oh, you know, I can recognize this card anyway. All right. So All Out will be on August 31st. That's going to be a big day because there's going to be three shows on that day. All Out will be the last show. Now, I don't follow NXT UK at all, but NXT UK will be having a a takeover of their own on the same day. Got the card in front of me. Uh, Tony Storm will be defending the Women's Championship against Kaylee Ray. Walter will be defending the United Kingdom Championship against Tyler Bate. Zach Gibson and James Drake will be defending the Tag Championships against Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan, and also Gallius and Wolfgang. I I only know Mark Andrews. I don't know the rest of these folks. And then someone named Joe Coffey will fight Dave Mistiff in the last man standing match. I don't follow UK, but I do know Mark Andrews. Okay. I remember him from the let exhibition tell, in TNA. Let me tell you about so. Joe Coffey and Dave Mastiff. Picture just two mm-hmm. fat guys with beards just beating each other up. Oh, so like every Austin Powers movie? I'm down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's only four matches. Wow. I'll probably get this to watch. This is not going to be long. And then that same day, there might be earlier, there might be one more match added. There might be one more match added. They've been teasing this uh, Piper Nevin Rhea Ripley match, so they they've been okay. teasing that. It's not announced yet, but don't be surprised if that were to um, were to get added. Okay. And without getting too much into detail, it could be Ripley's UK farewell. All right, and then uh, that she, same day, uh, a lot of shows she's we, coming have to the a, US. Um, we have we have. Okay, so then that same day we also have New Japan Royal Quest, which will also be in the UK. I don't know their full card, but I know their top three matches. Kenta, who's now heel, part of the Bullet Club, will be fighting Ishii for the Never Openweight Championship. Zack Sabre Jr., who admittedly is kind of growing on me with the whole Macaulay Conkin brat humor, going to be defending the Rev Pro title against Tanahashi, who continues his transformation into John Cena every single day. And, of course, the main event will be Suzuki fighting Okada for the IWGP Championship because Suzuki is getting older and New Japan is phasing him out, which is, like, unfortunate. I don't like that. But, you know, Suzuki's he's, like, He's, you know, he's an he's attraction. Why don't, I mean, you, you let right. Ibushi and Liger right. go until he's, like, 60. How how could you not let Suzuki yeah, pretty, pretty just much. keep – Just let Suzuki keep forearm punching people until he decides he doesn't want to anymore. I mean, shit, man. Pretty much. You know? <laughs> what the All right, hell? So, it's not so like the, Suzuki's like a high flyer. <laughs> right. So the the last thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about Kota Bushi and a comment that he made after he won the G1. And it's making people, like, go crazy with the bookings. So a reminder to the fans out there, because I totally forgot this. Um, next year, they're going to be doing a Tokyo Dome two days in a row on January 4th. Yeah. And January 5th. So so Wrestle Kingdom will be in Tokyo Dome. And then the New Year's Dash show, which is the next show, yeah. will, which will is essentially like, like the their Raw after Mania. Will that's that gonna, be like the I sixth? think they're going to do it back-to-back, I think. Okay. 
Yeah, so so I guess to any is, so, so any WWE really fans. This is where the big angle happens. Dash is where, right? Right, right. This is where the big angle big... happens. Right, right, right. So to any WWE fans out here, like this is this is pretty much like if WWE did WrestleMania, and then the Raw after was in the same venue as WrestleMania, which they would never do, but they're doing here. So they're doing two shows back to back in the Tokyo Dome. So here's what Abushi said. Abushi, you know, he won the G1, good match. He beat Switchblade in the end. And so Abushi at this point, here's the thing, all right? So uh, since Abushi won the G1, he's now entitled a, a match for the IWGP Championship against, uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. The problem is we already saw this match because he beat Okada in the G1. So yeah. I assume they could just do it again, but what that so what this tells me is they're going to do it again or either two things Okada's are going to happen. Gonna lose. Okada's going to lose it and Abushi will fight somebody else or Abushi will lose his spot, which I don't think is happening since Abushi signed a, a lifetime contract. I'm thinking Okada is is going to lose it before then. But there's another possibility. Here's the comment that Abushi made and this may explain why they're doing Tokyo Dome two days in a row. So after Ibushi gave his comments on winning the G1 and all that stuff, they said, what are your next plans? Abushi said, and we got a translator here, he said that regardless of what happens at Wrestle Kingdom, he says on January 5th, regardless of the outcome, he wants to challenge the Intercontinental yeah, Champion. So... That means we could potentially have a winner-take-all the night after. So Abushi could say, let's say theoretically Okada's still champion, right? Abushi could then beat Okada and be IWGP champion for one day. And let's say Naito's still Intercontinental champion at this point. So then the night after, you could do Naito against Abushi in the main event, title for title, like, you know, Mania 6 style, or recently what happened at Mania with Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. Now, this is just me, you know, like, just spitballing here, because who knows who will, I mean, for all we know, Jay White could be Intercontinental Champion, and then he could be Kota or whatever, but that's what Ibushi said. Ibushi said that he wants to challenge the Intercontinental title the night after, regardless of what happens. So whether he wins or loses, he says he's challenging the Intercontinental Champion. So with Ibushi saying that, it makes sense because if you're going to do the Tokyo Dome two days in a row, like that's a pretty big venue, you're going to have to have some type of big match, you know, to entice fans you, to you, go you know the better, second day. You know, better, you know better how they would book. Is there any chance in hell they put both belts on Ibushi? They've been teasing this story about how Naito wants to have them both at the same time, and I said that if that's the case – if if they're gonna if this is gonna somehow end with Naito being a double champion, I always said that if that's where they're gonna go, he's not gonna win the G one to do that. Somebody else will. So I think this might lead to Naito having both belts. But if they do that, that would mean Ibushi would be champion for one day. For a day. Now, so they would kinda of be Yeah, like literally for a day, which would piss off people. But then if if, if Ibushi wins and if he beats Naito then it pretty much solidifies oh, that Naito's never getting the spot. I, I, so, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I don't want to be anywhere near that locker room. <laughs> Naito's yeah, gone. pretty much. So. You, speaking of Naito, did you see the comments Naito made? Yeah. Uh, yeah about, I'm like, not, I don't understand I'm not why. It. 
I don't understand why you keep catering to these guys. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. Didn't you learn like yeah, yeah, yeah. more yeah. like something like more along the yeah that that was that was basically that was I mean, weird. We've always, uh, around, we've always joked around about Nido being like yeah fuck you. This was Nido basically telling yeah. New Japan fuck you. <laughs> I mean he's you that know. he's that kind of guy. I mean he's he's the type yeah. of dude. Naito's the kind of dude that could like literally wake up the day of and just be like I'm out. He's like that. I'm out, yeah. So yeah. He, so he it was seemed, weird. Um, he seems like he's getting frustrated. And and to be honest, yeah, yeah, after yeah, Wrestle, yeah. Wrestle Kingdom this year, you know when it made all. I mean Wrestle Kingdom two. What was it? Two years ago, it made all the sense right. in the world for him to win. Then, even if he had to drop it to Omega because you wanted to get the belt to Omega. It made all the sense in the world for him to win, and and he didn't. And I mean, we I know we talked about it then, but he he's got to be like almost at a point like. And what's weird is uh, <laughs> you know? what's weird is uh, Sonata and Evil are very slowly like getting closer to that top tier level. Uh, Sonata well, and Evil I think both Sonata have victories. Will, I think Sonata will be. I think Sonata will be in NXT before before that happens. Yeah, you know, we're gonna have, have, have that no conversation about Triple <laughs> I have no doubt have in my mind about, that uh... you know that I think he's yeah, the next, yeah. he'll be the next one to go. Especially, you know, I I think I think he's a guy Triple H. I know for a fact Triple H wants him bad. Triple H wanted Kushida. Say what you will. Okay. Granted, they didn't get the elite, but more often than not, when Triple H really wants a guy and Triple H gets his hands on the recruiting process, Triple H has a pretty good track record of getting them. And I, I, I think totally they, see. I, I think really the truth is, since you mentioned it, the thing is I, WWE wanted the elite for the wrong reasons. That's really what it's about, you know. They they didn't really want them want them. They wanted them because they didn't I, want them. They heard hear, the whispers about AEW. I know everybody said the right things, you know, at the time. Oh, you know, I know the Bucks said they had like a 12-hour meeting or call with Triple H, you know, and, and had nothing but great things to say. But I, once, mm-hmm. like, all this, oh, we're against you stuff had ends, you know, and I'm not saying AEW ending. I'm just saying the mentality. I'd love to see the Bucks sit down and do a shoot interview where, okay, you said you had a 12-hour conversation with him. Tell us about the 12-hour conversation. And I'd love to just see, like, what, you know, I mean, you know, what was pitched, I just what think was that they up. just didn't I, – I just think that they wanted them for the wrong reasons. All these other guys that they've signed – they wanted them because they really wanted them in the company and they wanted to build it around them. They didn't want the elite to build them. They wanted the elite so that the elite – the elite are a threat. They hear about the waves they're making. If they sign them, then that's one less issue. They didn't really want them. They just wanted them so, so they wouldn't the be part guy, of New Japan or whatever new you, promotion. Now that it's, it's obviously it's been over for a while, but you know who I think really would have had the hardest time is – and you're going to think I'm crazy – but I think they would have looked at his age and everything. I think it would have been Omega. <laughs> and not because of yeah, anything I... with Omega. I think they just would have, okay, we'll make the Bucks the face of our tag division. Cody will give you something to do. All right, we got to take Adam Page? Fine. 
Kenny will give you an early run, but then by this time next year, Kenny would be putting everybody over. Omega had no real passion for WWE. All Omega wanted was one thing. He wanted to wrestle AJ Styles at a WrestleMania before AJ retired. That's it. But other than that, like if you listen to Omega's interviews, when he talks about WWE, all he ever talked about is AJ. No, I know that. I'm just saying, though, he's the guy that if they really would have got, let's say for whatever reason, AEW doesn't happen, ROH never would have really had a chance, New Japan maybe doesn't, you know, offer them, you know, what they want as far as positioning, impact's not an option. Let's taking AEW out of the if, equation. If, if Omega if Omega to, came to WWE, who's getting fucked over is guys like Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, see, those type of Balor. Dudes. I agree with. I don't know if Rollins would have. I think eventually, at some point, Omega would have put over Rollins. I mean, they because, would probably have a feud because or something. It will go back. You know, it will go back to the old adage: "You're not my creation." Right. There would have been there would be major money in that feud and major money in that match, but at the end of the day, Rollins would have pinned Omega. I have no doubt in my mind. But Seth's not their creation either, though. Doesn't make any sense. Seth Rollins is. Tyler Black wasn't. That's the difference. Oh, okay. You're going there. Okay, I got you. I see. Yeah. I I think that I I kind of agree. I think that. I, I could see either scenario with Omega. I can see him. I can see him being a big success, um, like um, Seth Rollins, or I could see them not caring, like a Dusty Rhodes or something like that, or even a, like a R Truth, where it's like, yeah, you were big. big I mean, I don't think he would DNA. get to R Truth level, but well, I, I get, think no, no. That, but I mean, you know, like when, when R I don't. R-Truth I don't think was a mid in my no, mind, if Omega I, went to WWE, it would have gone like this. AJ was still WWE champ at the time. If Omega went to WWE, he would have uh, he would have fought AJ right off the top, and he would have taken yep, the title from right. him. And then he would have feuded AJ. Right. And after that, at some point, he would have had a feud with Nakamura because they got yep, unfinished right, business from yeah. New Japan. And, he, and then he would have beat Nakamura. Nakamura. He would go over he would go he right. would go over Balor, okay, but then eventually that cycle would end and he'd start losing to Roman, he'd start losing to Rollins, and he'd eventually even lose to AJ again down the line. That's what would happen. And See, I don't I don't I don't think that Omega would have touched I don't I don't think Omega would have touched Roman because when the elite was still in Ring of Honor, you know, the person mm. throwing shade at Roman was Cody. Not Omega. So if you're going under the assumption that all the yeah, elite came to well, WWE, no. Cody would fight Roman in my. In fact, Roman would probably would have had a match of Cody at Mania. That's probably what the match would have been. Roman versus Cody, I think. I could see that. Would Cody have won? I don't know. I don't know. I don't no. think. No way. No way. No way. I think. I think the, no the key. Way. The key player. The, the key thing is if Cody went to WWE because. Because there's a there's a video we can find it on YouTube. It's still there. It's like an unused promo of Cody. Brandy like his manager as he or is now. Yeah, basically as he is now. Right. The, the Cody. Right, right. So if Cody, Cody came back with, with Brandy, with Brandy, right, and all that right, stuff. Right. Yeah. If he, if he came back, would Brandy be able to do the stuff? Because I'm not trying to throw shade at WWE because I get that 
when stuff is PG, you got to follow the format. What I liked about Maria, like and 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 Ring of Honor and in Impact Wrestling, Maria was very involved in the matches. Whereas in WWE, since she's come back, she's just there. She's done nothing. Well, she's so also like, been Cody, pregnant the entire time. Right, 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 right. But no, I get what so you're saying. So if Cody like, came, right, right. So if Cody came back to WWE with Brandy in his corner, like would she be doing the stuff in WWE that she's doing now? Because if that's the case, I could see Cody no. like beating a Roman. No, because I mean I could see her interfering, but Brandy wouldn't eat a spear from Roman uh, yeah, or that's how, that's you right, know, right, a super kick. I mean, they'll go so <laughs> only so far with it, but you know, I I think that I, I think that Cody character could have played. I think that Cody character uh, definitely could have played in WWE. I think you know you what what you would have had to do was take Stardust off TV for probably at least six months, and then start airing these promos, and then bring him back. So to, let's we're, say, we're, we're also forgetting if uh, if the elite also came, they would have had a feud with the New Day at some point. Oh right, and, yeah. yeah. Right. And you know right, what's ironic? Right. I think now, that if the elite would have came right. in and feuded with New Day, there's no Kofi Mania. That's hard. That to would say. have been your WrestleMania match. We don't know match. for sure. That would have been. Come on, Chris. Let's be honest. Well, that would have the, been well, your New WrestleMania Day versus, match. The New Day versus the elite. Yeah, would I, be a WrestleMania I don't know. Match. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I seriously. Kofi was in a situation where they needed somebody in that position that could but do they the might right, right, guy, right, place, yeah, you right, got to remember something. You got to remember something. If if I understand what you're saying, Ali gets hurt. But if Kofi's involved in the program with the elite, and let's say they weren't putting those guys anywhere near the title picture, odds are Kofi would not have gotten picked for that spot because they would not have wanted to mess up that storyline no, and that I, I, angle. I, I could see them still picking him for that spot, though, because they, they, I don't mm. see that many guys on that roster, on that SmackDown roster, that can do that Iron Man style. I think it's Ali. And I think yeah. Kofi, yeah. And that's uh, I think I, I, think at the, I think at the very least, I think at the very least, Kofi versus Omega, as crazy as that sounds, that's more of a viable match now because back then yes. at that time it wouldn't have made any sense. But now, it if no, you were to say, you "Oh man, the sixth man," yeah. but yeah, you're right. If if this was, let's say, this was all this January instead of last January, you could have been looking at the idea of well, we could do Woods and, and E against the Bucks, and yes, we can do Kofi versus Kenny. Whereas this time last year, I'm, unless it was going to be on an episode of SmackDown, we weren't having this conversation. About that match. Now, as far now as far as tag teams go, uh, how the Bucks would have affected the the tag team stuff. I know exactly how the Bucks are. Uh, they wouldn't go for this Raw SmackDown bullshit. If they were there, I'm one hundred percent confident. One division. Yes, they they, they, they probably would have totally convinced Unify them. Unify the title. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put the division together or something like that. And and, and that's it. Yeah, I agree with you. They yeah, they definitely would have called that shot. Put put the belt and together. And I think the team, and I think the team, especially now, and you know, I know you 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 know you, you give them grief sometimes, and I still love them. I think with the Bucks there, the Bucks will have a lot of matches with the New Day and different variations. They would have a lot of matches with the Revival. They would have matches with the with the Hardys and WWE. But the team that's going to get and fucked over is the Usos, because of the you know personal issues that you know they have at the moment. 
and that would fuck them over. Now, I don't think the Usos would get buried or anything, but from WWE standpoint, I could see it as, well, we have another brother tag team, and they're not getting in any trouble, and, and I and, think and, that and, would have affected and the and Usos. And also, too, gals, you would have gotten Gals and Anderson versus the Bucks. Oh, yeah, they would get pushed. Yeah, they would get pushed. Because they, I still think... Noticed, I mean, short of mentioning Okada by name, they do not shy away from mentioning the Japan stuff at all. I mean, think about Remember when AJ debuted, how many times they mentioned the IWGP title? They've mentioned that Brock has held it. They've mentioned, you know, the club's history. They've even mentioned the history with Bala. They've just basically just not mentioned Okada. I mean, so they definitely would have jumped yeah, into all that stuff. They pretty like, much you mentioned know, everything these except guys Okada. Have a history yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah, they would they would have done that, you know, you know. The only oh, the only you know. two people I I don't really see a direction for is I I don't really see what one of the at the time when it was happening the main reason why I was so confident that they wouldn't go is I could, I just couldn't see what Cody was doing and because at the time Cody really did not need WWE and. He still does. You could have, yeah, but you could moment. have gone. You could have gone a, a number of different directions with Cody. You could have gone, like you said, Cody Roman. Um, if you really wanted to get down and dirty, you could have went. You could have even went Cody Triple H. Yeah, but that would require both parties to humble themselves and do what's best for business. No pun, and I don't see either of them doing that. Because they're both well, so similar. Think, they're they're really similar. I don't think there's know? any. I don't think there's any. I think what would have made it easier, at least, is, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's okay. Here's, now, here's what I'm, but at here's, the time, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. No I'm not insulting Triple H. I'm, I'm, I'm not insulting Triple H. You know who I'm really insulting, right? I'm insulting Stephanie. If you do Cody versus Triple H, let's be real. We're not. We're we're all thinking this here. It's not going to be just them. Stephanie and Brandy yeah. are going to be involved. Stephanie's not is gonna Stephanie take going to, to humble herself? I, I is, agree with is, you. Is, is Stephanie gonna humble herself nope. and get slapped by Brandy? I don't see nope. it. No, I agree I with don't you. See it. You're a thousand percent right. You're a thousand percent right. I realize we're going it. Cody yep. and, if, if it's just Cody and Triple H, just those two, fine. Then it's a but different like with Stephanie animal. involved. Yeah, right. You're, you're right. That, that, you're right. That that change that you are. But, but, but right. Triple H is it gonna be? He's not doing any favors for. Um, for you know what? Don't don't say that because you know what? No, Triple H that's, that's loves. True. No, hang on a second. <laughs> Triple H loves Dusty. Okay, and that's the reason yeah, why I love Dusty. Yeah, but I I don't <laughs> I don't know I don't yeah, know. He loves I, Dusty. He doesn't give a fuck about Goldust. He doesn't give a fuck about Cody. I'm sure he. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't proxy. say he doesn't give a fuck about Gold. He didn't give a fuck I about Goldust. He gives a fuck about him like you give a fuck about, like, the guy that you see every day at the local, like, soda shop. <laughs> That's how he cares about him. He doesn't he, – I don't think he's inviting him to weddings or, I, I think, you know, graduation. I, I think what they could like do, if, if Cody ever comes back to WWE, one story they could do, assuming he's still there, you know, because from what I hear, his contract's expiring next year. Um and this Cody is something Orton. I've talked about with, with Jason. Right, Cody yeah, Orton. right. I, I've talked about this with Jason yep. before, and I remember this vividly. I remember this vividly. Back in 2009, when they were pushing Legacy, 
uh, that was really when I started, like, I, I guess you could say kind of like this whole there, wrestling there, internet there's thing. A, there's a mania, I, there would be a mania match for, for Cody then. Right, right. I, I remember back then, so many folks were saying that Ted DiBiase was the future. He was the one that was going to get the push. And I remember, like, going on all the forums that I, I knew back then, and I would say, no, Cody's the one that you need to look out for, not Ted. Because I, Ted was good, but you could see that it wasn't something that he – like, Ted was a good wrestler. He was a good worker. Well, they but were you could him see in, that it, he, Like, they were putting hmm? him in situations he couldn't – he wasn't comfortable in, too, with Ted DiBiase. Right, right, right. Like, he wasn't comfortable like, with the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, that yeah, that's he's a married guy and a Christian dude. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, right, but you know right, what? Right. His his thought was his his thing was falling long before that shit started. He, it was well, beyond. But he was, was a good worker. He was a, he was a good was worker. A good like worker, he had matches just, with Brian. You could just see anybody. Yeah, his oh. matches with Brian were really good. But th- you could even see during the legacy stuff, it was Cody. Yeah. You could see it yeah. coming a mile away that it was Cody, and you you could yeah, just so see that can be the story. I, 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 I gotta disagree a little bit. I did. They did this angle with Ted DiBiase where Randy mm-hmm. Orton starts kind of like poking the stick at him and and picking at this guy, and you you see, I, and he got a lot of cheers. I remember this on an episode of Raw, I believe it was, where. Cody, where where Orton is just bullying him and treating him like shit, and you see him get mad, but then he kind of yeah. yeah but then the problem is the problem is two weeks later when Orton RKO'd him, the place popped for Orton. Well, yeah, that that yeah, well, that, that, was yeah. that was a thing. That was that was a that was a strange time. Momentum. They, I mean, they did. You know, they don't keep that up. was the problem. They, they're not. Yeah, they don't keep up momentum. During, I thought that there was during, a window for Ted. Yeah, to to me, Orton's peak, I don't know what happened, because honestly, 2010 wasn't a good year for wrestling at all. Uh, really, the only thing that happened in WWE that year was Shawn Michaels retired, Bret Hart came back, and then Nexus stuff. Other than that, it was a very forgettable, yeah. dull year. And on the TNA end, you had Hogan and Bischoff, and they basically took everything about TNA, and they destroyed it. 2010 was really not a good year, but it was that was the year what where I mean, really tw- like met Kenny and other guys. 2010 was about They are coming. <laughs> ten, ten, ten. Oh my god, that's like yeah. my guilty pleasure oh, angle. Yeah, that, that angle was, was so bad, it was good. <laughs> I, was at, I was at my friend's oh my wedding. I was at my, I was at my friend's <laughs> wedding, and the problem with that angle was it was so obvious where it was going. Yeah. I was at my yes. friend's wedding. Well, it made for, no sense. The, the, the night of. The only thing you didn't <laughs> know was Jeff Hardy, but it was obvious it was Hogan, Bischoff, you know, Abyss, you know, all those guys. Yeah. And like my friend was like, Oh shit, I gotta check my phone. I wanna see what happened at Bound for Glory. I said, I'll bet you fifty bucks to a dollar Hogan and Bischoff are involved in the day reveal. And sure as shit, it was Hogan, Bischoff, yeah. Jarrett, Abyss. And then he was like, Oh, Jeff Hardy. I'm like, Oh, they beat up Jeff Hardy. He's like, No, Jeff Hardy joined them. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> that was looking back though, that was that was very bold of them. Because yep. they took it because people love Jeff. He was a face. People loved him, even though he fucked up the drug stuff. That heel role, and you know what? Yeah, I, I will give them chance. credit. They took a chance there. 
They took took, it was different. And what I liked about Jeff, and what I liked about Jeff, I liked how he did his own theme music. That was different. All yep. his themes were cool. I remember liking all his yep. themes. So I will applaud them. They did. They did take a chance they there. They took a chance. But they going took a back chance. to and, and go, until Victory Road, it worked great. <laughs> it worked. You're right. You're right. It, it did work. You know, it did work. He well, was one of the hottest until, heels. Until until Dixie decided that you know Sting couldn't go work WrestleMania 27. It, it worked. <laughs> right, right. But going back on the yeah. 2010 thing, I remember like um. All right. <laughs> I I remember like during that's that um. That's basically how that negotiation went. No, I'm gonna go. I want to work this match with Taker. No, don't go. I'll give you more money. No, I got money. I want to go work WrestleMania with Taker. No, please don't go. No, I'm good. I'm good, Dixie. I'm good. I'll give you the title off Jeff Hardy. Oh, all right. <laughs> Uh, I brought you back, Amy. Uh, I brought you back. But um, I, I, I remember there was a period. That. I don't know what happened. But oh, no, that's fine. Where are you guys talking I, I remember about there was a, that day stuff. Uh, we, we were just talking about, like, the, the 2010 thing, you know. And um, I remember, like, there was a period. I don't know why. Because, like I said, 2010 wasn't a good year. But for some reason, for some strange reason, it was one of the weirdest, strangest phenomenons during that Late spring, the majority of summer, late fall. I thought that, that, that I thought that was Randy Orton's peak as a character. It was like yeah. during that period where he, he would work where he like against. No, 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 no. That, that was that was the year prior. No. That was two thousand nine. This was okay. when what, what, what they, was were, the they were they were they were. Ray kicked the man. Yeah. Oh no! That was the beginning not, of 2009. Oh no! Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That whole, yeah. That whole yeah, thing. They were doing that, that. You know, let me let me real quick about 09. I was actually worried because I was like, shit, I was getting married that June, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna be gone for two weeks. I'm gonna, mi- I'm sorry, th- I was gonna be gone for two weeks, but three Mondays. I was like, shit, I'm gonna miss a lot mm. of Raw. That was the Raw where they had to do a fatal four way to crown a new champion. Trump bought Raw. And then Vince got Raw back from Trump. I was like, okay, I didn't miss anything. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, I totally forgot. Yeah. Trump did buy Raw. That's so random. Yep. Yeah, that, that actually happened. Yeah. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. But, yeah, during that 2010 period, like, for some... I'm, just, I'm not getting political. I'm just bringing it up because that's what happened during that time frame. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I remember. I, I, I just I just forgot that happened. I Actually, yeah. you know what? That's because that was when they were doing that stupid celebrity guest host bullshit. That was when Raw got really why, bad. Why was, but, why was the title vacant? Oh, no, Batista had to give it up, right? Wasn't that it? Like, yeah, Batista he got won the hurt. title, but he was injured. He got hurt. And instead yeah, of making him hurt. lose, they just, they just made, him, they made him win the title, and then he gave it up, like, the next night or something. Wasn't it something yeah, like that? Yeah, something, something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's about right. But um I don't I don't know what would have happened for Hangman though cuz from what I remember uh he was I remember Hangman was a elite. big sticking point. Yeah, if they I had got that, him was, from what I understand, he would have skipped NXT, which doesn't seem smart to me cuz I think he needs more developing, but that yeah. was the impression that I was put under that he would have just bypassed NXT entirely. And I don't know where Hangman would have fit in. Um, I don't think I that still don't know where he fits in. I don't think that gimmick would have translated with a WWE crowd, to be honest with you. And it's not Paige's fault in any way. I just don't know if yeah. that would have, 
you know, I think they would have, you would have had to tweak him. Marty definitely mm-hmm. will, will, would get over, but I don't know if a cowboy gimmick gets over in 2019 WWE. I just don't. And again, that's not a knock on page. I just don't know if it translates. You have to make it badass. I mean, when you really think about it, yeah. Brett was kind of a cowboy. I mean, he was yeah, a hitman. Austin was that's, kind of a cowboy, also. It's like you can you can do it in a way you can modernize. Yeah, but I, all right, let me rephrase yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know if Paige coming out with the lasso and the vest and the spurs. <laughs> no, I'm right, 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 right. I don't know if that translates today. Okay, you can yeah, have yeah, that, that gimmick and kind of have like that mentality to you. That's fine, but I don't know if that whole if the whole presentation. Of Paige translates. He's still figuring. He's he's still figuring it out. Admittedly, good wrestler. He's just looking for that character, and I think he's doing the goofy stuff in the meantime to just make people laugh until he figures out. Well, that, out that was that was really what I said about All In last year. Was you know one of the things that got lost in all the you know you know he murdered you know Joey Ryan stuff was you you, you it's easy to forget because of all that stuff how good he is in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, that, you know, I, I remember making that point. Like, now, like he, he is good. Yeah, since, just, since he, since he brought that up. something to make it work. Since he brought that up, that was the thing about the Kofi stuff. Well, not really Kofi, but the New Day, because uh, you mentioned this all the time, KME, back when the Kofi thing was happening. The big difference between the Elite and the New Day, not anymore, because now they're doing it differently, is the elite? They joked around. When I'm referring to the elite. I'm talking about Omega and the Bucks. Those that trio. Omega and the Bucks joke around all the time, but never at any point did you forget all three of them could go. But with the New Day, they joke around so much in WWE. This is prior to Kofi Mania that a lot of fans yeah. forget genuinely how, how good, good they, Kofi how good and Xavier are. and yeah, Biggie yeah, are. They, they, they yeah. And, now, and yeah, the, the, the one guy yeah. who really suffers from that, I feel, is Big E. I feel like you yeah. you look at Big E and you just see this big guy, you know, who, okay, he makes me laugh. But you forget this guy can go. This guy can move around that ring. He's not your typical, what is he, about 295, whatever. He's yeah, not your typical. Guy yeah. Roster, yeah, yeah, but he's not your typical strong man, and all he is is clotheslines and body slams. He can go. He can move in that ring. He can, you know, he, he can, you know, he he's just as good as the other two. You know, he's... I still think Big E versus Brock is money. They do it someday. Yeah. Just I, think you, I think you're going to get... I think you're going to get I your think, teams I think there's so many guys in Smackdown. there that they can, Yeah, they, they've got good, strong men in that company... That where they can get a bunch of angles out of them if they're built right, like Lashley, Lesnar, Lesnar, uh, uh, Big E, Big E, Lashley, Lashley. You know, it's, they've got a ton of stuff, man. It's like, you uh, know, the, one, the, the one last thing I want to just keep in mind: hmm. Brock has officially been announced and, and advertised for the SmackDown on Fox premiere. I'm I'm leaving. The it one there. thing I would do for. For SmackDown, the one thing I would do for SmackDown is I feel like Braun just needs a, a, a complete reboot, and I feel like being on Raw 
it's just a constant reminder of the failed of momentum that been. never led to anything. Yeah. Right. So like, if they I, like, if, you're if do they do another draft, that, you're gonna do Braun and Rollins right. at Clash of Champions for what? Yeah, because Seth's what? just gonna beat him again. You know. So if it was me, if they do, because I'm hearing they might do like another draft before the Fox or maybe after the Fox thing, I would put Braun on SmackDown, new brand. New territory, new people, yeah. and I'll just give him a total reboot. He needs a reboot because every time I see him on Raw, the, the I'm just reminded of wants, all the momentum. Heyman wa- wants to do that with him. I think. I just think the problem is, I think no offense to Heyman, and I believe Heyman could get him over as as a monster. I don't doubt that at all. The problem is, mm-hmm. I think I think too much damage has been done that. I, I don't think – I don't know if Sabron you could do, fix it. Sabron? I mean, you said it yourself, KME. Yeah. You said it yourself. You know, and I remember people were hating on you back then, you know, when you called it on the law all those years ago with Dan the Mouth Lebrowski and all those guys. And then you said that most monsters inevitably in WWE become a joke or a comic relief. Yeah. And the one that yeah, I remember that, that, that's to fair. this day, I will never forget this until the day I die, when fucking – Kozlov beat The Undertaker on a random episode right. of SmackDown. Dude, Baker's going old school. Kozlov power slams him. Do yourself a favor and do not get me started on this right now. We have three <laughs> minutes left. I am not getting started on fucking Kozlov and what should have been. Don't. Yeah. Jesus don't Christ. fucking do it. No, the trajectory <laughs> all of right. all those monsters is to be jokes and jobbers. It's, that's just always going to be the case in WWE. It's like because the, when the new monster comes you guys, along. The story was there for Kozlov. He was undefeated. He beat Taker on a SmackDown clean. He should have beaten Michaels. So then they could have done, for the first time, streak versus streak at Mania. And Kozlov... Even if he when he would have lost the Taker, at least going into that would have looked fucking credible. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I agree there. No, that that yeah. was never the stars for that guy. I mean, that that probably should have happened. <laughs> he, yeah, but he was start. done. We should have seen it coming. He was done at that Royal yeah. Rumble when well, they, when he they, was dominating, they, and then Triple H came in. Need him and threw him right out, and it was like, oh, that was it. That was it. MVP too, like with, with MVP should have been had a few with Triple H that year, but he pissed off the um, the, the company because he said something to the drug test guy, and that was the end of him forever. So, he, you know, yeah. And just, and just, yeah. Well, yeah, I remember. Was. I remember MVP was. They were even teasing MVP in a little mini feud with Orton, which would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yes. I remember that. They had like a match on Raw. Yep. MVP came out, cut this promo on him, and it was like, all right, this is different. I think MVP was U.S. champ at the time. Orton was world champ, and he cut mm. this promo, and I was like, all right, I can, I can maybe get down with this. They had like a, I forget who Orton was feuding with at the time, but it. There was a run-in, but they had they went like six, seven minutes, and you know it wasn't bad. Yeah, and it was yeah. like, all right, maybe they'll go back to this, and then they just they acted like it never happened. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for calling in this week. Uh, we may or may not have a show. If we do, I'll be sure to let you guys know and advertise. Uh, it. hang on a second. I gotta look at my dates here. Yes, next Friday. No, the following Friday. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, Chris, I'll just touch base with you on the time because I might – I don't know what's going on. I don't know if my, my niece is coming with my cousin's daughter or if my kids are going with my parents. So let, I'll t- touch base with you during the week. But we could definitely do a show because either my kids will not be here or my kids will be occupied. But let me just – let me just figure it out. I'm okay. I'm waiting for school to start. <laughs> you know, fuck. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll figure it out. Tammy, an honor to fight right, with you Later. as always, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Later. All right. Later. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to an episode of Poplar, and we will see you guys next next week. Have a nice, happy summer, and stay hydrated. It's really hot out there. All right. Later. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.